Hello, it's Charlotte's sister, C. Farrell, host of Powered by Age, Canada's longest-running senior-led podcast that invites you to do what you love. This podcast is for you if you love writing or telling stories, if you love sharing poetry or doing interviews. This podcast is for you if you love working on ways to create age-friendly cities. This podcast is for you if you love learning how to tame technology and get more out of virtual events, if you love finding more ways to share your heritage or traditions. If you love any of these things, you can go beyond listening and join our weekly podcast group. Simply email pbaafc at gmail.com and put your name in the subject line. Powered by Age is sponsored by the Government of Canada, New Horizons Grant, the 411 Senior Center Society, and GNF Financial Group. Good afternoon. Welcome to Powered by Age. Mm, this is a good day. Today, reinvent yourself through meditation, mindfulness, and imagination as Zany Zoomcast mentors, Nancy Sinclair and Jesse Winsoff will pre- present um, our Canada Culture Day's theme, Reimagine with Minds elevating activities presented by two of our podcast peer leaders, Neil Ryan and Delsa Devella. My name my my name is Degay. Delsa Degay. Devay. Devay. That's okay. I was I was just thinking, is there another Delsa in the group? That would be me too, right? Right. and so I'm Charlotte Farrell, the host, and I gratefully acknowledge that our work takes place on the traditional unceded homeland of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Salewatus people. We've been uh, having a lot of fun the past couple of weeks with short right to a prompt activities, and today we're going to reimagine something that nudges your own memory or makes you happy, and Jesse and Nancy are going to take you on today's adventures. Thanks, Charlotte. Um, I think we should start like we usually do with a, a round of introductions. I can I can get things going. Uh, as Charlotte mentioned, I'm Jesse Wensloff. I'm uh, a podcast mentor here with the Powered by Age podcast. I help with some technical stuff uh, and helped uh, helped along with Nancy uh, sort of or- arrange today's episode. I guess. Um, yeah, Nancy, do you want to go next? Well, thank you, Jesse. I'm Nancy Sinclair, and I live on beautiful Vancouver Island in Nanaimo, and I also am a podcast mentor with the Power by Age, and delighted to be here, and looking forward to having some fun reimagining our world. Uh, Neil, Neil? <laughs> there's the universe. <laughs> yeah, my name is Neil Ryan. I'm a writer, a poet, and uh, I have uh, just entered my sixth uh, short story uh, 24-hour contest, so everybody wish me luck. It was a wonderful story I wrote, so there you go. Congratulations. Thank you, Delsa. Why don't you do next? Yeah, my name is Delza. I'm a yoga teacher. <laughs> Short and sweet. That's great. Uh, Leslie? Yeah, Leslie Hebert from New Westminster. I am a teacher of English as a second language and a writer of poems and short stories. Uh, currently working on a travelogue of a trip I took. 
can and uh, just had a short story published, which I actually got paid cash money for. So that's quite exciting. Nice. Prapula? Uh, Hi, um, I'm Prapula Vyas and I live in Milton, Ontario, and I've just recently joined this group, but I'm really enjoying it. And uh, I am at present... uh, I like to write fiction most of the time and I'm working on a cozy mystery and I'm hoping, you know, after a couple of drafts are done that I'll be able to, you know, ask few beta readers to read it and then maybe get to publish it one of these days. So that's my ambition, <laughs> but one day at a time. So thanks. I think that's all. Thank of us. you so much for sharing. Thank you. <laughs> Where is everybody? So we were talking about uh, if we were to reimagine the world, a world, and a lot of our audience members, guest members, are writers. So I thought I would just kick us off with a little bit of uh, fun, and then we're going to transition into our meditation and memory mindfulness activities. So this is my idea if I were to reimagine a world. If I were to reimagine a world, I would imagine a world of peace, joy, and harmony. All things working for the greater good. All things would function with creating a space and a place, continuity, ease, and enjoyment. A place in the world, in my daily world, that would bring me comfort, happiness, and just contentment in ways that I have never experienced before. And how would I go about doing that, you may ask? Well, for me, the starting point would be the Tupperware containers in my house. Or rather, the Tupperware containers in the kitchen, to be more specific. They say that the greatest question we pose in the world as we grow and evolve into beings is, what is my purpose? Why am I here? What am I meant to do in the world that would be significant, that would allow me to leave my mark on the planet so that I would have a sense of fulfillment if my time has come to a close? Something that would let me know that I lived and served this life well. That is the big question that they say most people ask themselves. Well, I beg to differ. I think the biggest question that is really on all of our minds is what happens to the lids to the Tupperware containers once they're put in the cupboard? Where do they disappear to? And why do they disappear? And moreover, and even more complex, is for those that don't disappear, why, after a certain amount of uses and washes, do they no longer fit the containers? And I'm not talking about the lids that get washed in the dishwasher. No, I'm talking about the old-fashioned, back-in-the-day, straight-hard labor of hand-washing, Tupperware in the kitchen sink with hot water, a sponge, and a dish soap. Even using lukewarm water at the end of the cycle of dishes being washed in the sink is approaching, the lids seem to have some magical way of shrinking in size. Now, I know you might say, well, Nancy, the problem is you buy cheap dollar-style type of plastic containers, not the actual Tupperware brand of plastic food storage containers. If you were to buy the real deal, 
perhaps your life wouldn't be so disastrous and the cause of your anguish. Aha! I might be able to give that some credence, except I'll have you know that the dollar stores have upped their game. They sell brand name Betty Crocker kitchenware items. You just don't get any more branded than Betty Crocker when it comes to kitchen apparel. And every woman over the age of 50 knows that. Now, since I do have an environmental consciousness that I do pride myself on, the fact that I did shift the glass containers from the dollar store, and yet I've noticed the same major issue. The lids, even though they seem to be correct for the size containers, somehow just don't seem to snap into place with ease. It's the most frustrating thing, glasses on or not, to see how closely I need to line up the lids. It just about puts me over the edge. I'm almost at the point of chucking both the containers, plastic, glass, with the lids into the garbage. Just forget about it. Oh, oh dear, did I say garbage? I just realized there should be an addendum. I meant to say recycling, not the garbage. My investigative mind truly is curious about what happens after I buy the containers. Use the containers, clean and wash the containers, and put them in the cupboard. Seriously, who else is hanging out in this cupboard? Are there fairies of some sort that tuck up tight against the corners of the cabinet that I don't notice when I'm hunched over sitting on the gray footstool to save my back and knees while I'm stretching and reaching out to place them in perfect order in a plastic tote that operates like a drawer? Is it a conspiracy that I'm not aware of? I remember back in the day when Tupperware house parties were a big thing. I never went to one that I can recall, or perhaps I didn't. I just didn't buy anything. I knew the host would make money from her sales she produced. However, I think I was cheap back then and afraid to spend money. And speaking of conspiracies, I know there's been a lot of talk now that we're in year two of COVID about conspiracy theories and the like. Once again, I think the worldwide people are missing the most pressing, pressing issues around. The conspiracy theory isn't really about whether there's a pandemic in the world caused by uncontrollable, invisible, ever-changing viruses. The link is between the Tupperware lids and the missing socks in the dryer. Five pair of matching socks come out of the washing machine directly into the dryer, and yet for some unknown bizarre reason, three and a half pair are returned at the end of the drying cycle. Now, I'm aware that fairies are small in size and big in stature, but enough already. Quit messing with my mind. I really just want world peace, peace and quiet in my home, peace and quiet in my mind, and peace and quiet in my day-to-day. Mind you, I guess because I live on the West Coast, I could get away with flip-flops year-round and wouldn't really have to worry about wearing socks. And if I was willing to gain a few pounds here and there, then I wouldn't have to concern myself with putting leftovers into the Tupperware containers. Ah, what a great idea. No more bending into the cupboard to line everything up. Just eat what I want, when I want, as much as I want, for as long as I want, walk around with bare feet. World peace attained. Ah. That was wonderful, Nancy. Loved it. Uh, the conversation I had with Charlotte. 
I just started laughing. I was like, I got to do this. Well, will we ever have all peace? The question is, how about peace within ourselves? <laughs> exactly. Exactly why we have you and then you know, have guide mindfulness, meditation. Meditation. Right? Yes. So thank you, Delsa. It's my turn now? Please, that'd be fabulous. I'm kind of nervous, and that's why I actually I, let me let me um, uh, follow through that uh, intro a while ago. I work in many hospitals in this country. Uh, um, uh, in the lab, I am a registered medical technologist. I retired 20 some years ago. When I retired, I got bored. I said, "What do I do now?" And you have no idea what I have got into like you know all I I know how to decorate cake even though I'm not I'm not creative I go I do landscaping you name it I've done it so I used to go to yoga classes including hot yoga and uh, when I went there I said I want to do that I want to teach that and that's how I became a yoga teacher when I became a yoga teacher the mindfulness meditations are very much a component of yoga practice. So I want to uh, learn a meditation from the direct source, the Buddhist temple. <laughs> so I went there. For two years, I was there. And I, um, I, and I, uh, and I learned meditation firsthand from the, from the Buddhist monk. And um, I never regret any of this. I am not the way I am. Like, uh, like, you know, I don't have any acute pain, chronic pain because of yoga. So when people ask me, what do you do? I'm a yoga teacher. And the reprise is, really? Wow. But when I, when, when I, when I give that answer and I said, I work in the lab, there's <laughs> nothing important. I mean, for me, I think it's more important to be, to be, to be connected as working in hospitals because you're helping people to get better in a way like indirectly uh, com compared to doctors and front caregivers, right? Having said that, um, I don't claim to be a, a, a meditation teacher because I don't think there's a course that teaches meditation to be a med meditation teacher, but I led some meditation classes. And I don't know, we'll find out, see how it goes after this, <laughs> after this session. Um, okay, let me let me ask uh, these members of the group whether you have tried practicing meditation or you are actually practicing it in the present moment. And if you haven't, would you like to try this? Let's start with uh, Nancy. Yes, I have a, a daily meditation practice. So I, I meditate twice a day, a minimum, and um, and. And different types of meditation, but then I and I do a lot of walking and hiking. So I, you know, I do quiet meditation in my home. But at the same time, when I'm walking and hiking, I, I do uh, a lot of meditation in that, and just you know, being grounded in the trees and the forest on the trails, and it's, it's so calming. And and even just five minutes of meditation, you know, it doesn't have to. Be. I think sometimes with meditation, people get this sense that. You know, you have to lock down and, and do it for two or three hours to be effective. And yet, you know, five, six minutes can be equally as effective. 
Exactly. And when you walk, you call it walking meditation. Correct. And when you sit, while you're eating, sitting meditation. There you go. So let's go to Leslie. Leslie? Um, yeah, I have, um, I've taken yoga classes uh, for over a number of years, fairly regularly. I haven't done so during the pandemic because the community centers are being closed. Um, and uh, that was sort of my introduction to meditation. I don't do it on a regular basis, but I do find, you know, if I have issues, if I have problems, if I get stressed, um, I've now learned to stop and breathe and go, you know, and go inward to listen to myself. So, yes, yeah. Yeah. when necessary, but not on a regular basis. All right. Let's go back to Neil. Neil, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear us? Neil? Well, um, I do Tai Chi, mm. and Tai Chi is absolute focus, uh, and uh, I love the movement, the, the, the slow focused movement of Tai Chi, so, um, and, and I do 10 minutes meditation at my healing group because we take somebody that likes that needs some healing and we focus uh, as our healing group uh, it's on zoom and uh, i also do a healing on sunday morning that um, that's somebody somewhere in the world connects with uh, lynn mctaggart and she sends that information for three people that we do 10 minutes meditation on actually it turns out to be about eight minutes but that's beside the point that we do some focus so uh, I find that experience is it helps me more than I think it helps whoever it is I'm focused on although I understand the, it's a book called The Power of Eight, and there's eight, seven of us in, in my healing group, and they're all in uh, in Washington State, uh, and we get together on every Wednesday evening. And so, yeah, I, 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 I touch on it at least, too, but I no longer do an hour of meditation. Great. Like Nancy said, you don't have, you have you don't have to do an hour, five minutes, three minutes, anywhere, everywhere, right? Jesse. Yeah, Jesse? yeah, <laughs> yeah. I um I don't regularly meditate, but I have uh, at various points in my life done some practices. Uh, when I was younger, uh, I played hockey at a fairly high level as a goalie, and I um I did some meditation to focus before before doing that. Um, but as I sort of let go of doing that on a, doing the sport on a regular basis, I also sort of let the meditation go. Um, so excited to sort of get back to it a little bit here for sure. All right. Prafula, are you um, there? I, I'm still a little confused about the whole concept of meditation. I will, if, I will talk about that. If it I'm means, uh, driving away the stressful thoughts and staying in the present, then what I do is when I go for walks, I try to focus on the trees and, and the wind and how it rustles through the trees and then, you know, focus on the animals and birds and, uh, you know, so focus and watch nature go by, you know, 
And sometimes I just—is yeah. that a meditation? I don't know, but okay. sometimes okay. I just sit and I just like to just feel time slowly go by, like you know. All right. Slowly go by, like so. I don't know. I'm still confused. Exactly, is that a meditative state or or what? But I try to stay in the presence as much as possible. Let me talk about it for a minute. I see. Um, Charlotte, Charlotte, are you? Yes, <laughs> I yeah. do two types. In the morning, I, instead of jumping out of bed, I sit still for a few minutes after I wake up. And it's between meditation and visioning. Then at night, uh, particularly if I'm just clearing my mind, I will do a breathing meditation or um I'm reading a book called Warrior Goddess Meditations, and there are 10 different meditations in there. So sometimes I do um, a different one of them. All right. Okay. So let me, um, let me uh, take away the myth about mindfulness meditation. When I say mindfulness, like Prabhupada was saying, like she's, she, she walks in the forest and she's looking at the birds and she focuses on the present moment, that is mindfulness you're aware of something, something. Meditation is the practice itself. It doesn't, you don't have to sit down. Meditation is the practice itself. There's also a, 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 a practice that they combine mindfulness, meditation, and you have heard it so much. I think uh, lately when it became mainstream, uh, mostly with the Buddhist tradition, the meditation that they offer is mindfulness meditation, meaning mindful of the thoughts that go, that pass through our mind and mindful of the breath. So really mindfulness is being aware of something and meditation is being aware of nothing. Is that okay? That's clear, right? All right. So, um, I think uh, I am going to have 30 minutes here. The meditation that, okay, I might, I'm guessing everybody is sitting on a chair. Yes. yes I do, right? Okay. Yes. Let's modify your sitting posture for a minute. Make sure your both feet are touching the ground or the floor. All right? Like I am. Uh, find your sitting bones. You're comfortably seated on that uh, sitting bones. The, the spine is long. Not not, not uh, wooden soldier rigid, but relaxed, but but uh, uh, straight and long. Shoulders are down away from the ears. Some people I see like this, and they create tension around the neck. Right? Pretend that you have a a, a, a string like a puppet that that your neck is aligned with the spine. Right? And the key for this meditation that I'm going to do is we're keeping the body still for 10 minutes. The integrity of that sitting posture being still for 10 minutes is very critical. Because if you, if you try to move it and you're assuming another position, you're distracted from the main goal of what you're trying to do, that you are only the, in the present moment. Not a minute ago, not a minute from now, but right now, right this second, you are in the present moment. And when we start this, you are only focused on the breath, okay? Let me disappear from this so that I'm not, uh, okay, here we go. How do I, uh, there you go. 
Okay. So everybody seated with a clear flat on the ground, okay? Close your eyes. And slowly to take a few breaths, normal breathing, in the nose and out the nose. By the way, the hands should be anywhere on your lap or put it on top of the uh, of your thigh and the body is relaxed and the body is still. Breathe in. Breathe out. You breathe in through the nose and you breathe out through the nose. When you breathe in, you bring that breath down to the belly. When you breathe out, try to push that belly towards the spine. So you're cleansing and you're getting rid of the stale air down in the belly. Inhale. Exhale through the nose. There will be thoughts passing through the mind. Don't entertain it. Let it go. Like a passing cloud in the sky. And you count one, breathe in, breathe out. On the count of two, breathe in, breathe out. Notice the texture of the breath when it touches the nose, the nostril. Is it wet? Is it dry? All the way through from the nose, to the trachea, to the lungs, to the belly. Inhale. Mentally count from one to ten. You can stop counting if you find that you're focused on the breath. But every time you feel that you're losing the breath, you start counting. Inhale. And keep the body still. Is there a number of minutes to hold it in? Follow the breath. Every thought that passes through the mind, let it go. This is your chance. This is your moment 
keeping the mind calm. Inhale. Exhale. It's okay to make the sound. In yoga, they call it Ujjayi sound, sound of the ocean. When a group of uh, yogi breathe in and breathe out, it sounds like this. Cleansing breath. It's not a forced breath, it's a gentle breath. Go within. Finding who you really are. Feeling the onion layer by layer by layer until you get to the core who we really are before we got jaded by all things around us. Keeping the body still. If you're seated in this special sitting posture, you're mentally alert, you're aware. If you slouch, mm. it promotes something else. So maintain the integrity of the sitting posture. Try to move, try not to move, sorry. This sitting is on its own a discipline, a mental discipline. Inhale. Feeling the body starting to relax. If the mind is relaxed, relax, the body is relaxed. And if the body is relaxed, like what we're doing right now, keeping the stillness and integrity of it, the mind will come down. Inhale, exhale. Try not to fall asleep. <laughs> Meditation is not about sleeping. It's about being awake, alert, but calm. Some people say, good, you have slept through your meditation. No, especially if you're sitting, you fall asleep, you fall off. So again, a mental toughness, you resist the urge to sleep sitting down. Inhale, close your eyes. 
There's nothing more. There's nothing more important than now. Anything that is around you, as long as it's not fire or any alarming, that don't worry about it. If you get a little itch, don't scratch it. It's not gonna kill you. Keep the body still. Continue to breath. Connect with the breath. If you find it back because you got distracted, anchor it in. Silence is scary. It's not. So, Dalsa, maybe you can ask a few people how they felt doing that meditation. You will ask them afterwards. I think we're uh, just about, uh, I don't want to keep this too long because. Uh, minutes is really that long. So, uh, Neil, can you come in, please? What uh, Delsa and I had decided is that um, we had decided to read a poem from the Bhagavad Gita, which is a Hindu Hindu Bible. And it's uh, it's a it's a request from Arjuna to Krishna to say, what is God? What is really God? And I have it written on the inside of my writing book whenever I have a writing book. Uh, and But I know it by heart. In fact, Gandhi at one point in time said he knew it by heart. And so Arjuna asks Krishna, what is God? And Krishna replies, I am the ritual and the worship, the medicine and the mantra. I am the butter burned in the fire, and I am the flames that consume it. I am the father of the universe and its mother, essence and goal of all knowledge, the refiner, the sacred om, and the threefold Vedas. I am the beginning and the end, origin and dissolution, refuge, home, true lover, womb, and imperishable seed. I am the heat of the sun. I hold back the rain and release it. I am death and the deathless and all that is or is not. Namaste. That is the most beautiful description of the universe that I have ever read anywhere in all of my readings and 
all of my gurus and all of my teachers that the last line is, and all that is or is not is God. And the Gita is a wonderful book, very, very wonderful teaching book. But that poem has has influenced my life for years and years and years. I'm I'm blessed to have found it on a CBC broadcast. <laughs> Thank you, folks. Okay. So let's rub our palms together, create some heat. Let's rub the hands together. Again, create some heat. Create some heat. And put it over your eyes or on your cheek, wherever you feel like you need some warmth, especially today's a little cold. Again, rub your palms together, create some heat. Put it around the neck. Stretch your arms a little bit. Just release from this rigid uh, sitting posture that you just did. <laughs> shake your hands. Shake it. Shake it. Shake it. Right. Charlotte, how did you feel? Oh, I felt revitalized. I really liked the warmth over my eyes. It's surprising. I felt like I was just going into a spa. <laughs> And then putting it by my neck, it seemed like it takes some of the tension out. So I enjoyed that. Okay. Nancy? Very soothing. Very, very soothing. Very calming being in that meditative space and then listening to Neil and then uh, moving that energy. Neil, how did you feel with a short... Uh... Uh, Med, were you calm? Did you feel calm? Did you um, clear the mind a little bit? Tell me how you felt. My feeling is always I'm blessed to be here and yeah. <laughs> this is uh this is a beautiful day, and thank you so much for all of all of you being here. Leslie? Uh, yeah, so thank you for this, Delsa. Um, I must admit, I'm, I wasn't 100% into the meditation. You might have noticed by my body language, but I'm also doing a summary of the podcast at the same time. So it was a little difficult for me. But um, the parts that I did pay attention to... Um, brought me back into that sense of calmness. Jesse? I really appreciate. Thank you. Jesse? How did you feel, Jesse? Uh, I was really, really uh, grateful for it. I didn't realize how much I needed to um, to, to focus. Um, Thursdays are, are a really big day for me. I have a lot going on, um, and I'm usually pretty anxious throughout the day, so this was really nice to just sort of let go of that for a little bit. So different from hockey, right? Yeah. <laughs> Rafola? I felt so rested. You know, I felt refreshed and rested, and I couldn't stop yawning. I don't know why, but is that... 
Yes, it's a good sign. Part of it, I just, <laughs> the deep breathing has just got me. Yes, yes, yes. You know what I noticed? Because I watch people do this before and after. You guys look just so calm. Just even a few minutes of going inward. So you can do this, like Nancy was saying, anytime, anywhere, any day, three minutes, five minutes. If you do it every day diligently, I guarantee you, you will you feel the difference. It's hard to do. It takes discipline, courage. But you know, if you if if you if you if you go at it, you'll get it. For me, I felt that I had to go to Buddhist temple because I'm a stubborn person. I said, no, I cannot do it by myself. I need help. I need help. I need help. So when I was on it, I bought all the books that I could find. You have no idea. This is just one of them. Mm. Uh, one, uh, written by the monk, Vanda uh, Gunaratana from uh, Sri Lanka, is now 98. They live a long time, the Buddhist monk, because they're just so calm. They're not, they're always an even keel. They're not bothered by any surroundings around them. It reminds me what the Buddhist monk told me when I was at the Buddhist temple. Uh -huh. There will be destruction, yes. like people coming in. And he will tell us, don't look back. Don't look back. There's nothing there. Keep still. Don't look back. I have learned that. I have learned that. You know how sometimes we're in a place and, you know, somebody was screaming and, and baby was crying and we would look even on the plane. No, no, you don't. You, 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 you focus on where you are and don't mind anything around you because if you do, it will introduce a lot of negative thinking. You will interpret it in a way that should, you shouldn't. You're always thinking about yourself from within to be calm. Never mind the clutter around you. They always say that. So the Buddhist monk, uh, especially here where, where I went, they, 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 I, I was teasing them. I said, you're so calm because I've never seen you with eyes open. You're always, you're always <laughs> meditating, walking, sleeping, sitting, right? And say, so what do you do when you sleep? <laughs> and he said the same thing. <laughs> and it's so calm. When, when you, I don't know whether you guys have first uh, met any Buddhist monk, like one and one up close. Have you guys met? Like the Dalai Lama. I used I've been to in the there. presence of the Dalai Lama. And yes just feel like we just he has a presence beyond the presence you just yeah yeah the 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 the, the calmness uh, uh gets to you and it's almost contagious yeah so do this uh, folks like um once in a while and i promise maybe do this maybe once a month and you will extend the minutes instead of maybe 10 you'll do 15 is that okay charlotte once a month maybe is that okay Charlotte has disappeared. All right, I'm done with my assignment. <laughs> I would say yes. We could periodically, you know, work in doing it, and um, I think it's good for mind clearing. And then there are just so many things. Uh, what I wanted to say about the whole day, I called it mmm, <laughs> and it has been mmm, uh, mindful, relaxing, uh, calming. With uh, the way Nancy started the story. A lot of people wouldn't see the connection between your life purpose 
and the importance is giving on, you know, know your purpose, know what you're supposed to do. And hers is know where the sock, where the heck did the other sock go? And why doesn't the Tupperware, <laughs> or even the new brand names, why doesn't it fit? So that was really a, a delightful because it gave us a trip within our memory because almost everybody's had the experience of remembering going to get your socks and then you could have 12 separate socks when you thought you put 12 matching ones in the machine. And then going through that exercise of mindfulness, I found uh, I had to fight against going to sleep. But I think maybe it reminds you if you're you're meditating uh, and you fall asleep, it might mean that you actually need more sleep, that we have so many things to keep push, push, pushing to go that maybe, you know, we just do need to take a nap. (laughs) Uh, Neil, in reading that prayer, it was very beautiful. And I, I... it gave me a practice of a thought. Lots of us have notebooks. I have notebooks. But when you said you wrote it in the beginning, that that might be a good practice to have, whether it's that prayer or prayer, but something that just has the intention or blesses the work that you are putting into your your notebook. Um, Leslie's going to have a party and, and give us some of all that money she got from her book. <laughs> <laughs> But she shared the inspiration and the idea that that's one of the points and one of the outcomes from doing our podcast. We do have an opportunity for people to record their stories, to record their poetry, to record their interviews on our webpage. And we don't say you have to pay $5 or we don't say you have to bring your first child. But it's something that gives a place that anybody that's participating in the podcast and who puts their work there, they can say, you can hear my story, you can hear my whatever on the Powered by Age podcast. Nancy. You know, Charlotte, as much as the uh, little segue into the segment today was was in jest and fun, at the same time, it does really speak to the fact that there's a lot, I'm so appreciative of what you walked us through because like Jesse just said, he has a lot on his plate today, and it may not have occurred to him to stop for a few minutes, take a few breaths, and just kind of get centered. And most of us have grown up and have been conditioned to just go, 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 go. And we're not mindful about it. And one of the challenges sometimes is when we sit to begin to meditate, our mind moves so quickly that we we give up quickly and think, well, we can't do this. And... And out of that, you know, we have this thinking that we have to push ourselves to make the best use of our time, and we have a limited amount of time in the course of the day. And it almost goes against the grain to realize that when we take the time to sit for five minutes, time actually expands. We actually calm. We become grounded. We become more mindful and more aware of things that we're doing. And... What I've noticed over the years is because I am a very calm person for the most part, and because we are, the world is working at this fast pace all the time, that when somebody makes a comment or asks a question, if they don't get what they think is an immediate response, they don't give space for the person to answer and respond. They just immediately come back with the same question again. And that's, for me, I think that's part of everything's just moving so quickly. So as much as, like I said, it was a 
ingest the Tupperware containers and the socks and everything, those little frustrations in our life, those little things that eat away at us when we're caught up in the pressure of the nine to five, our own our own perception of what we think is causing us stress, especially if we think that stress is coming from outside of us and we become reactive. And if things are building up over a period of time, there's so many huge stressors in the world right now as it is. And whether it's in your immediate family or not, we pick up on all of that energy. And and that's what's out in the consciousness. So it could be... It could be at some certain point that, you know, I don't know, let's say somebody comes to the door and knocks on the door and, you know, the dogs start barking and the, you know, phone starts ringing and all these things are going on. And you were, I was just in the midst of bending under to, you know, put these stupid containers away. And then if I'm not in a place of calmness, if I react, it might seem in that moment it was because my frustration was built up. Because of the Tupperware container, because, you know, the socks or whatever. It's just like it builds and it builds and it builds. And so Delsa's practice of being mindful, meditation, stopping, Prabhula's idea of, of walking around, and she's very aware of what's in her environment. She's taking the time to, to have a deep appreciation for what she sees, all those gifts of life the trees, the sun, the flowers, the plants. I mean, what a beautiful way to move through our day as opposed to the pressure of we got to get, we got to, got to, got to, got to, right? Running, you know, trying to keep up with traffic, trying to keep up with this, trying to keep up with our chores, or, you know, and to allow ourselves that few minutes. And, and Leslie said too, like, you know, it was difficult for her for a few minutes because she wasn't really necessarily able to give herself permission to say, you know what, this is okay for me to stop. Maybe I'll do the summary after. Maybe I'll just sit and focus on this one thing, that breath, that calmness, which as much as our mind thinks, well, if I don't do it now, I'll never get it done. It'll actually bring us back around to being more focused, more productive, more creative in that one activity if we give ourselves a few minutes just to chill out. That gives me a minute to say, Nancy. Uh, also, thank you, Delsa, for saying, reminding us, as you could see us, that uh, you're going to sleep. I can see some of you <laughs> need to refocus. But uh, the, the program also is going to air tomorrow in our radio time. And yeah. as Jesse knows, the thing that they say, dead, dead air, dead air. Yeah. So we say to... Any of you that have been listening, this has still been Speak Up, Listen, yeah. and Act Upon. And so, you have gotten an opportunity to remember that silence is good. Silence gives yeah. you a chance to get refreshed for the noisy yeah. things or the busy yeah. things you need to yes. say and do. I, I, out of time, I just want to add up to what Nancy was saying, like the trigger from the outside. For me, I hear this all the time. The most, for the most part, the trigger is from within. Remember people with, uh, with anxiety and fear and PTSD and depression. It's mm. not a trigger from the outside. It's a trigger from within. Yeah. And that is more challenging. How do you uh, reconcile with uh, a stress that comes from within with people with mental issue? And you know what I mean, right? 
but mind you, some of those uh, 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 internal uh, internal uh, uh, mental condition can also be triggered from the outside. But the most part, it's hard to deal with when it comes from within. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to, but before we wrap up, I just wanted to to sort of reiterate what Charlotte was saying um, and what you said, Delsa, about the the idea of like when you said silence is scary. That really, really resonated with me in a lot of ways. One as a radio person, because yes, if there is silence on the radio, I'm immediately just like, oh no, what's what's wrong? What needs to be fixed? Something is not happening. Um, so you know, like to be doing this practice during a podcast that's going to play over the radio, that thought, that sort of intrusive thought came in and I had to sort of like consciously ignore it, consciously put it out of my mind. And I think that that carries over to a lot of things because like, yes, in my, in that specific like radio context, silence is scary, but in, you know, just to sit alone with your thoughts can be scary. Right. Um, but it doesn't have to be. Um, and with practice, it can be really healing and really helpful. So. Well, thank you. That is true. So we'll be the <laughs> we'll be flagged as the show that periodically gives you silence, silence and time to meditate, reflect, and rewind. Next week, we're going to have a party. Tell your friends, bring a friend, because it is powered by ages second anniversary it's our second birthday so we have to find a way to get somebody to bring cake around to us all <laughs> but uh, it's going to be uh, we're going to be writing tribute poems tribute poems are something that lifts up a person or an, an organization so i will give, be giving you some prompts we'll be working with adjectives we'll be working with a lot of things so that at the end Everybody will have a tribute poem, and that is the 30th, the Thursday. The very next day, the 1st of October, is uh, the 411 Senior Center is honoring the International Day of the Older Person. So I'm going to take uh, at least five poems from this group and will be read at the program happening at the 411 Center. You're invited to physically come to the building if you want to come to the building. But if not, we will we'll, we'll be on Zoom and uh, we'll be reading the poems and we will be sharing. So let me know in the chat or calling if you do want to attend the program that's at the 411 Center. Uh, because we have to register. There's a count. With the live things, there's a count. We can have... 30 people if we're using the large room there, and we can have 15 if it's just our podcast. So think of your birthdays. <laughs> if you have a birthday hat, if you have, we can be silly. You don't have to be all serious. We can have a, a birthday hat. Not No one wearing your birthday suit will get pulled off the air. <laughs> but, <laughs> but next week, it is Bossa Nova, and we will be two years old. So without further ado, I will thank you. This has been Sister C, your own Sister C, here at the Place to Be, CJSF Radio 90.1 in Burnaby, cjsf.ca, streaming worldwide.
You've been listening to a podcast of the Powered by Age where we've talked about mindfulness, meditation, been silent a while. So if you want to continue, you can send an email to poweredbyagepbaafc at gmail.com and we'll send you invitations to our weekly podcast and we will see you again next week at 10. And when people ask me what time it is, I say it's always love time, poem time. <laughs> I want to thank Nancy. Thank you, Nancy, for doing a good job today of organizing this and, and keeping us on track. Uh, I loved I loved your story. <laughs> oh, thank you, Neil. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Delsa. Thanks, Neil. Thanks, everyone.